0: Welcome to Talking in Stations. It's Madderall here on February 12th. I'll have the headlines for you and some news. Mostly war news again today, but we can talk about some of the stuff that's in the new patch. How are you guys? Thanks for joining me. So for February 12th, the big story is Brave. In a leaked command meeting, Brave leadership outlined its new strategy in the continuing war against the Imperium it would seem that they still intend to support Legacy Coalition's plan for long-term occupation of Delve, Quarius, and Period Basis while maintaining control of their region of catch. This would seem to counter the recent leaks showing that Brave is under enormous pressure and low on Isk. Quote, Legacy Command has been laying down the framework over the past few months for what will eventually be a long-term occupation of Delve, Quarius, and Period Basis. The outcome of this war is not if Imperium and simply rebuild on the ashes of their own empire. So we will be moving as a coalition into their former space and add it to our own. End quote. I don't have a citation on that. I imagine that was probably Progon or Vili in one of their addresses, but uh, when I get the citation, I'll put it in there. I'm sure that was probably legacy leadership. In today's Um, effort. Let's take a look at, now I'll get you more information on Brave as I get it. I'm still not understanding what that situation is, so I'll need to get that. I just read you, I think, uh, when it happened, I read you the notes on what was deciphered from it. And uh, since then, I haven't been able to collect all the pieces in order to get my head around exactly what's happening. But I did see uh, a lot of celebration on the Imperium side. Apparently there was a lot on the Reddit. And so I, I only assume that it shows that Brave is weak in some way or in Discord. Uh, and by Discord, I mean like internal Discord, not actually the application. And so that would be something to celebrate on the Imperium side. However, uh, that was written by one of our news writers, and uh, I'm not sure what the uh, it could have been that uh, Dunk Dinkel, who is a nominal leader of Brave the Alliance. Uh, he's not the official leader, that would be Kigali, but he is he is very active and uh, something of a, a spokesperson. I think he had a what do you call it a state of the alliance or something some kind of a talk with his guys, and that went on for about um, an hour or so, maybe a bit more. It was labeled damage control, so I think it was put out by uh, the opposition, I assume, unless they were having an internal joke about damage control. And that, uh, if you haven't heard it yet, you can probably find the link to that somewhere. So I imagine what came out of that talk from Dunk Dinkle to his guys is what that paragraph was about, in that he said what was going to happen and that sort of thing. So there it is. From what I could tell on the internal talk, uh, talking in stations discord, there was a lot of uh, Imperium members that were uh, talking about it and they were um, going through some of the scenarios that you know Brave was in and that sort of thing. And everybody seemed to always... I mean, one thing you saw is that everybody likes dunk on both sides and that sort of thing. But... Uh, i I didn't get much information from there but the fact that they were celebrating it as hard as they were and they were celebrating it really hard when it first started uh, lets you know that that it's something that they would like it's something that would help even out the numbers that they're up against inside of delve if you could peel away some of the legacy groups from this war effort you would lower down legacy's potency leaving test more isolated they would uh, have to rely on uh, Pandemic Horde and other members of Pappy like uh, NCPL, uh, even fraternity and other groups, uh, and that would that would kind of level out the playing field, and the Imperium could probably try to match those numbers and maybe win a few of these iHubs. They seem to be uh, losing a lot of these iHubs lately. We'll take a look at that. Yeah, I know everybody says Dunk is a good guy. I happen to know him in real life, and it turns out he is a good guy. I hate to admit it. I'd like to always be somebody that finds the scoop or the real story, but he's just a good guy. What can I say? Mm -hmm. All right, Uh, just getting some information there. I don't know if it's real, but uh, I will not read it until I find out. Okay, let's have a look at Dell. That's where the uh, major part of combat is happening for this war, which is the biggest war that we've seen to date. Uh, It definitely is for this year and for last year, but I think it's one of the biggest wars EVE Online has ever seen. There's Uh, literally we're talking about people here uh, more than 10,000 people involved in this war that's a big big war on paper it's more like 70,000 75,000 but when you really look at all the numbers and who's active and who's not the actual fighting bodies are well over 10,000 so it's a big war Um, and in that the uh, in that war the battlefield right now is Delve now this war has been going on since july it's basically gotten down to the last chapter or maybe before yeah it's maybe maybe the last chapter there may be a, a you know a, an additional book after this who knows but for now the this war is coming down to the last chapter it doesn't mean it's going to end soon it just means it's rounding the corner to where everything's in place for the real showdown so uh for those of you who haven't paid attention to this war. I do this every once in a while, just to bring people up to speed. But if you look at new Eden, uh, this war is happening here in the south, south, uh, west. This map does not work very well for what I try to do here. Yeah. So he keeps doing that kind of thing. Hello. Can I just get like the map? Thank you. All right. So, Here's Fountain, that was one of the first areas that was taken out. It was taken out by a combination of Pappy forces. Uh, There was not a lot of movement there initially. Uh, Down here was pretty well defended by the Imperium. Once Fountain collapsed, forces consolidated in Aquarius, marched into period basis, took a lot of stuff down here. This whole area collapsed all at once. That was about uh, October or September. Then in October, they tried to move into Delve. By they, I mean Pappy and they did end up moving into uh, npc delve uh, this is querius here it's actually not delve but it looks like it goes right through the middle so that's considered fake fake delve or fake querius uh, these two overlap sort of so that's why uh, it's kind of important to have some geography sense of geography here i believe this is the npc area here yeah Tech 8 so uh, this area was fought over in October, and since October, period basis has been wiped out. A lot of Aquarius was wiped out, a lot of it taken back. Uh, now it's in a back and forth. We'll take a look at Aquarius in just a few minutes. Um, but really, the pressure came into Delve, and Delve is the area that really, where it was always going to be where the major fighting was for the biggest group in the Imperium, which is Goon Swarm. I should be reading notes, because you guys can help me out. Let me uh, bring those up. Hey, Nick. All right you guys have any questions or anything, repost them because I can't scroll back right now. So once the fighting started in Delve, which would have been around um, just bef- in December, basically, or November. Um, the fighting first started here. They kind of got a beachhead in YZ9. From YZ9, uh, this here, um, where they put a keep start, or they finally landed a keep start because they tried like four times. I think the fifth time is when they actually landed it. The four times before that, it, keep stars were destroyed at great cost to the Imperium. Uh, so when that did land there, this area here started to get uh, destroyed rather quickly. And uh, then you saw an aggressive move to move all the way over here into 1DQ neighbor neighbor system uh, T5Z. Now 1DQ is the headquarters of the Imperium and the headquarters of Goonswarm. It's their Imperial city essentially, and they have five or four keep stars in it and multiple, multiple Faction Fortisars. Uh, It is the biggest empire that's ever been built in Yvonne Line as far as structures go, and probably as far as population goes. So this would be the capital city, if you want to think of it that way. And so the aggressive move was to park right outside of it. Uh, So T5Z was taken over by uh, Pappy. And at that time, a lot of these IHubs were falling too. So over the weeks, progress uh, continued through December, and then... Uh, disaster, not disaster, but uh, a great fight happened in M2TAC and uh, both sides got tangled up. This whole area here, uh, these two constellations were being taken over at the time and because um, they fight over iHubs, right? And so uh, the M2TAC ended up creating an opportunity for both super capital fleets to face each other. And both, I think, wanted to face each other at that time. And that ended up in a tie, more or less, a little bit of an edge to the Imperium in a slugfest between Titans, which are the biggest ships in the game. And uh, that was commemorated as one of the biggest, actually the biggest and most destructive battle of all time, eclipsing the long standing 2014 Battle of BTAC R. Uh, M2 Armor Timer was the battle that the memorial that is going to go up in that area is going to commemorate. Then, two days later, on January uh, 2nd—by the way, the biggest battle that ever happened was just last year, December 29th—and then on the 2nd, uh, you had the continuation of that battle, which didn't work out because the servers uh, weren't able to accommodate the fight, and uh, there was too many people involved, and so it just kind of all fell apart, leading to a uh, bit—quite a massacre. So the Imperium at that point was living, make this bigger, that's much better for you guys. The Imperium at this point was living uh, right here in E3O. They had put down a second keep star, I believe, or they had two keep stars in it. And uh, they were defending this whole area back here at the time. And that was called Helm's Deep. You may have heard of that recently. So from Hell of they jumped into M2 Tech. And at that point, uh, once the first fight happened, uh, they were all in in M2 Tech. And then once the second timer happened, at the beginning of this year, and disaster struck, the servers fell, um, the Imperium was able to capitalize on that, taking out over 100 Titans. Some of them were returned. Those were called Ghost Titans, and that's a whole different chapter. We have episodes on that. But really, it created a gate camp situation that lasted pretty much the remainder of January. And the reason it lasted through January is because the Imperium had trapped a lot of Titans, over 300, uh, from uh, the Pappy forces, which uh, allowed them, first of all, they took a big morale hit because a lot of their active guys had their big ships trapped. And so there was a lot of probing and a lot of. Um, Attempts to kind of like feel out how to escape that situation. There's some people that are very, very experienced in that kind of situation. Uh, they are veterans of UALX. And just a side note UALX is a different system. In 2018, the same situation happened where Pandemic Legion and Winter Coalition, along with Triumvirate and other groups, of Skill You, uh, these are big groups with big titans, uh, were also trapped in a situation against Test. Now all these groups are aligned, so they're all on the same side, and so they traded information on how to escape that sort of situation. So these are some of the most experienced people at escaping a Titan, um, I guess camp or something, a log off camp or whatever you want to call it. And so over it took over um, um, nearly 30 days, but they managed to test it, get a few ships out here and there, a few ships died. Um, the reason it took about the rest of the month was uh Pappy needed to reconsolidate. They were taking their time uh testing out like the defenses, the reaction time, and these sorts of things. But they had a hard limit because Imperium wisely took the iHub in M2TAC and were sitting on it. And at 30 days, they would have been able to get some uh bonus infrastructure like a Sino Jammer. And also a direct jump bridge here between their headquarters and 1DQ right over to M2. And that kind of a bridge situation would allow their sub capitals to just jump right over here as needed and have a much faster reaction time. Uh, because before that bridge is built, it turns out it never was, but before that, they would have to go through 2.5, DW, and then down into it. And that's dangerous territory for them because this is the headquarters of. Pappy, and D-Tac-W was also at the time uh, Pappy's. I think that was flipped by the Imperium at some point. But the point is, you'd have to go through enemy territory to get to reinforce M2. But if you put a bridge there, that's an instant jump, and it would have been much easier to camp. And also, with a a Sino jammer, you would have been able to block out uh, any capitals that you didn't want coming in. And that would have meant that you wouldn't be able to get in uh, dread bombs and that sort of thing. So they wouldn't be able to capitalize uh, on any kind of errors that any pilots made in this area. So that would have been a little bit like cementing over um, a pit that was full of your enemies. And so that was a big deal. So that's why you saw that at about day 25, 26, they, uh, they being Pappy did a full alone breakout, we brought you live footage of that. And they were able to actually get out 200 or so of those Titans. Sorry, it was like one, I wanna say it was 180 or something, but they lost six in the process. so It was more like 175 that actually escaped. There's probably uh, estimates from the Imperium, I believe are probably a hundred. Actually just, um, I'm still there. Okay, so that's kind of bringing you up to speed. Uh, There's been a lot that's happened since then. One thing I want to also review is uh, Helm's Deep then. Well, what happened is once they escaped, it took about a week or so for the flywheel effect of having all their power or most of their power back. And you saw really a lot of things start to happen in in this area. NOL Keepstar, I think, was destroyed, Uh, one Tech s uh, was that a keepstar destruction? Or it may, may have just been an IHUB. I forget what happened. Significant stuff happened in one smeb and NOL. And uh, you started seeing some real traction, right? DW here got flipped. Uh, you started seeing um, M2 itself got flipped. And uh, so when the escape happened, the IHUB belonged to the Imperium and it only had six days to go before it reached the state where it could build the bridge. So they had to move before that um, iHub timer uh, reached full maturity, or level three, basically. And, uh, um, and they did successfully get most of their people out, and then they actually successfully took the iHub anyway. So that, that may have saved them. But can you imagine a scenario where they didn't get out and where they didn't take the iHub? Uh, that, that would have been really bad news for them. That could have been like game-changing bad news. Uh, okay, so a lot of momentum, but that didn't happen. Uh, what happened is Pappy got out and they took the iHub and they did a full reversal and started taking out DW, M2. Uh, they took these constellations. As you can see, these are erect here, belongs to um, Goons, sorry, uh, Horde. And that's, so this is basically all Pappy now. Uh, IRC is Pappy as well. You started seeing a lot of stuff flip. NC is red up here, so that's Pappy as well. Um, some of the reversals over here are still there. See, Condi is here. That's all Swarm. So these over here were flipped at the time when uh, Pappy was buried, and those still haven't been flipped back. But you can see they're they're working on this stuff here. But this is the big difference. Now that, that M two existed as a gate camp, they still have the Imperium still has some enemies buried, right? Like we said we had like a hundred Titans or something. So it's to them they've made the decision it's worth staying in that camp. So they are still there. Some, some supers are there, I suppose, but the Keepstar is still there. And even though the system now, uh, the infrastructure permissions now belong to Pappy, um, the Imperium is still sitting there on their Keepstar. Uh, and you see uh, 1DQ became a little more prominent. What happened though is e three zero either was unimportant or undefended, or I don't know exactly what the Imperium stance is on it, but it was overrun uh, and you saw that first, I think with uh, Naros and fraternity basically breaking the gate camp and just running through it, but also um, lots of attacks going on for iHubs back here, and a lot of these got flipped pretty fast. Uh, I did some live footage from there to to show you what uh, looked like a new doctrine that's that's why I went live it was it was interesting to see that Horde had put together a Skybreaker, which is an Edencom frigate, a Skybreaker Doctrine, which um, which basically was able to fry up pretty quickly uh, a whole Interceptor fleet. And uh, I believe also, was it a Jackdaw fleet? It was another fleet that it fried up pretty good. Uh, so... That Doctrine was something new, something interesting. We hadn't seen Edencom use that way. It's very expensive as far as skills, so you have to be patient and let your guys get all the skills they need to be able to fly these the way you need them to. Uh, you need uh, probably a certain number of them, so we're talking maybe over 100. And uh, also those ships are hard to source because uh, all their parts have to be uh, picked up uh, from loot, I believe. Um, so... You're not going to see a lot of designs for skybreakers. That's the first time we saw that. We did know that Gobbins designed it or wanted to design it a month ago. So it even took a month before they even got into them, but it was really exciting to see that in action, and we saw it here. Uh, so what happens next is, uh, as you can see, the rest of this area is starting now to get reinforced. These are iHubs that are reinforced here. Uh, this 3P uh this sorry 39p tech 1j that test borders now is actually a i think a very popular building complex that's where they were building a lot of stuff so i don't know what's going to happen there but that's an important system you can see it has an ice ice ring around it uh and then uh this looks like this whole area here is um unless defended by the imperium looks like it will fall as well leaving really uh, very little of the Imperium left in delve except some except in the one d q constellation, which is the stronghold now. Um, I think this stuff will probably be cleaned up i don't see any reason to try to defend it since it's so far away and uh every you know there's probably a lot more important places in those, so these will probably fall too at that point we're getting near the end of um well, I don't think we're getting near the end of anything to be honest. I think uh, the Imperium is still kicking. They can flip any of these that they uh, are able to. Uh so anything can happen. But really most of Delve is conquered, a lot of these structures are conquered. We know that Period Basis uh is also mostly destroyed if not completely. So below Delve is Period Basis and this is, there's a lot of structures there, a lot of faction fortresses that were destroyed. Uh, Aquarius right now is becoming possibly a new hotspot. Uh, As you can see, as they're finishing up Delve, Pappy had um, one of their group, the Siberian squad. Siberian squad was uh, originally a part of Dead Coalition. Okay, so Billy, I don't don't know if that's, it's public now because Billy just said it, but period basis is completely purged aside from Pocos. Uh, take that in for a second. That entire region is purged of structures belonging to the Imperium Empire. Uh, so that is what they call glassed. That's not my name for it, but you know, when you come into a region and you wipe out everything in it, that's called glassing. Uh, and glassing means... I don't like that term, actually, because it reminds me of um, warfare in the desert, desert storm, and uh, the glassing of... like. Um, a Middle Eastern country is uh, is probably where that term comes from, where you heat it up, heat the sand up so much it turns to glass. So we'll just say it's cleaned up, burned down, ra- uh, raised basically. Okay. So then uh, now it looks like uh, since uh, Siberian Squad flipped, or I don't know if they flipped or if they went somewhere else and then decided <laughs> decided to take a U turn and come down, but they're definitely on Imperium's side now. At least that's what they've said and uh, let's take a look at querius real quick and see what's going on in querius all right so we're looking at the iHub and it's uh, it's a bit of a wild west test is a different color here they're this blue and the imperium here is a light light blue you know it's so unfortunate that test and the imperium have such similar colors that's why i have to use the white map uh, just so you can decipher it a little bit better uh ncdot has a uh, darker blue but it's it's just like not easy here okay but this looks like it belongs to pappy this is all the stuff that's bordering on delve right and then you have this long arm uh i think they call this the fake querius and this system here is the one we're looking at gop tac ge that i hub just went down i believe it's been given over to brave i think that was given to them as a kind of a moral boost because that was the staging area for siberian squad if i'm not mistaken And it's also a Keepstar system. And that Keepstar that belongs to the Imperium is a Keepstar that is uh, probably pretty important to them because it it leads out of Delve if they ever wanted to use it that way. They may not want to use it that way, but uh, so Brave taking that system that belonged to Siberian Squad. Uh, Siberian Squad is here in red. Uh, It looks like they're reinforced in UYU. Uh, This pocket here, of Aquarius, is uh, very familiar. It's usually an industrial base. Uh, So it looks like the fight's going on here. Uh, This whole area seems to be... Let's take a look at who that is. Um, SR is Stella. I'm not familiar with these guys. Sorry. They might be part of... They might be part of Siberian squad, but I'm not sure. Anybody knows who uh, Stella Rana, Rennescateer is, let me know. Okay. But, uh, there's definitely going to be a fight for Aquarius. You can see Braves in here. Now, a lot of it's getting reinforced, uh, brave being in, in the unfortunate position of being in two places at once or trying to be, so they're in Aquarius and probably getting stuff removed from them. I'm not sure. Um, and in catch and in catch is also in a little bit of trouble, but I think brave is moving to Aquarius to actually fight it out in here. So we'll see what happens. Let me actually read some notes here. So, uh, 9CG is the old conquerable station. P-Taxi is a brave keep star. W6V is a goon Keepstar. That's a popular system, I think, right here. Yeah, Condi still owns the system and they have a Keepstar in there. Okay. Um, so I think this next battle zone is going to be, as Delve kind of is still hot. Aquarius is heating up as well and we'll see how that goes and that's good for the Imperium might take a little pressure off of Delve having the Siberian squad duking it out with some of Pappy's forces over here I don't know how long that'll take depends on how active and strong uh, uh, the Siberian squad is okay so let's see what else we have so GOP the GOP here high hub was taken and uh, the uh, EU, sorry, UEXO, iHub was saved. Saved is probably, let's have a look. That was in Dell. Okay, so Condi still owns this one. Uh, they have the iHub and they protected that iHub, so they still have it. That hasn't switched over. Uh, good for them. They're still fighting on all fronts, so uh, that's not surprising. Again, I don't know if they'll want to put a lot of emphasis in this area, but uh, apparently they are fighting at least for that one. Okay, uh, there is a lot of fighting going on tonight and it looks like there's a lot of infrastructure that'll probably be attacked. I think I have a record of it. Uh, I don't know if this is for public consumption, so one, two, three, four. It's like 12 different things that are all um, going to be attacked. All right, so that's what's going on in the war effort. So Aquarius right now is starting to heat up. I think that's the big takeaway for tonight. And uh, uh, Brave grabbing the, uh, I don't know if I showed you the GOP Tac GE system. Oh, it looks like it's reinforced just in that last few minutes, but the shield reinforces something that can happen anytime, so. So, anyway, that's competitive. Uh, but right now, it's been taken over by Pappy. Um, yeah, so look, let's we'll look at Brave. Uh, sorry, we'll look at Brave. We'll look at Aquarius in the future in the next few days to see what's going on there. But we'll definitely keep our eye on Delve since that's uh, where most of the fighting is happening. We'll look at Helm's Deep and see what happens with these iHub timers here in the future. A lot of the stuff is set up for the weekend, so I'm not surprised things, things are reinforced right now because it takes a couple days for the actual armor timer to come out, which is the important one. That's usually for structures, actually. But um, for IHUBs, I think that there's also a, uh, a timer. So we'll see what's going on there. Yeah, the GOP is very important, uh, Sojibated. Um, there's at least a couple of reasons for it. So that's kind of the state of the war. There's a lot of activity. It's uh, every day there are several military objectives. There are no days off, it looks like. And uh, that's why this war is really really hitting the uh, intensity. It's hitting an, a new level of intensity. Um, it doesn't mean that people are working um, harder, but just it seems like there's a lot more consistent flow of activity. Uh, most of it seems to be uh, Pappy's um, gaining more and more control, but you do see instances where uh, Swarm is or Pappy and uh, sorry, where Imperium managed to hold on to things they already possess, but is uh, it is definitely in the process of decay. All right, let's see what else we have. Well, that's all I got. We have 15 more minutes. I'll take any questions you guys have. Billy is in the audience as well, he's somebody who's a decision maker for Pappy, one of their head of Cs. And somebody who's into all the information, of course, he's probably busy in fleets, but if you guys have questions for me, uh, or even for him, put them in there, and he might see them and answer them. And if not, I'd like to see. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the big news today is the period basis is now completely cleaned of structures. So that's wild. They were killing a lot of faction hubs there. Sorry, not faction hubs, faction fortisars. Which was interesting because you'd think those would get pulled up, but they weren't, and they were destroyed. And that's, uh, I believe, it's uh, one trillion in faction our destruction in this war so far. I think I heard that number put out there, which is astounding. So a lot of that could have been, could have been. Uh... Oh yeah, did uh, did Hateless steal an Orca today? That's really funny. Yeah, Coons have Poco, that's funny. Grand Theft Orca, that is hilarious. Let me see if I can get Hateless. Let's see if I can grab him. Uh, I'd like to hear about that. All right, I'll send a signal out to him. We'll see if he writes back. What else we got? Let's go to CCP. Go to Patch Notes. Talk about some of the stuff that's in the game now. Version 19.01. We went through this yesterday, so let's see if there's some fixes. So this is 19, what are we looking at here? Yeah, this is on the 9th, so they haven't made any new patch notes since the actual patch. Uh, So we'll see uh, features and changes under these patch notes that came out on the 11th. Oh, well, actually this is, let's see. Yeah, this was yesterday, so these are probably some changes. Or adjustments. Uh, events Guardians Gala is now live, and Capsuleers have time until eleven UTC on the twenty-third of February to collect all the rewards and participate in various activities. If you guys want more information on this, by the way, you'll want to see yesterday's video. We cut out the part was just ashtarothy talking about Guardians Gala on our YouTube channel. So that's uh, youtubecom stations. You'll see one of the top videos uh, is Asherathi uh and it's called guardians gala 2021 so that's a 20 minute explanation of what's going on here and if you want to see the full show from yesterday that's a different video okay so uh fighting and carousing angel and serpentus pirates are all over new eden and crash their vip parties in wormhole space (laughs) that's pretty funny Uh, destroy the mcs for valuable loot Okay, so increased warp speed by 2 AU and PVP loot drop of 90%. So this is the same as uh, the Winter Nexus, a 90% loot drop in wormholes for the duration of events. Okay, little caveat there, in wormholes. Uh, disrupt pirate festivities at the core by locating and hacking the towers in Gela coordination centers throughout K-space, that is known space, and wormholes. rewards for completing either type of site in new gala season. All right user interface changes, uh, changed placement of the home station in the tab and the character sheet. The implant and booster loss warning for self-destructing in the home station page will only appear when the destructible implant or booster is active. The set destination button on the home page will no longer be interact interactable when docking at your home station and oh, Hateless is streaming at the moment. I didn't know that. Okay. So yes, he did. He picked up uh, a, (laughs) or let me just tell him no problem. have a good stream. Um, and let's see. So we did the set, we did the set destination. That was hard to get out. Okay. Excuse me, I'm still talking with Hateless. All right, so reduce the size and the save location icon on the map uh, and scanner windows. And we've seen that, it looks really good. It's nice and it even glows, which is cool. So there's no way you won't know where your home is. All right, so we'll have Hateless here in just a second. He can describe what happened about, I guess he stole an orca, which would be pretty funny. Um, I'll read a little bit more here. Graphics changes fixed an issue that caused by the technical camera to reset its positioning correctly after jumping. Fixed an issue that stopped the next gate in route being selected. Now, that was a big one. Hey, Hateless.
1: Hello. Sorry, we're still operating the fleet. So uh, I'm also going to throw the stream at you. Just give me one moment.
0: How are you? Okay, cool. We'll take it. We're not on much longer, but if you're done, otherwise we'd go the other way.
1: Yeah, we were going to wrap up in the next 10 minutes. Forget
0: it. Okay, fine. Uh, uh, it's still, okay, is it still not fixed? Uh, so Sudacon tells me that the issue still isn't fixed, but I thought it says right here, fixed an issue that stopped the next gate in route from being selected. That's the exact issue, and they say it's fixed. So I hope they did fix it. Hey, thanks for that sub there, Wanda. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, you know where that's from? What movie? A Fish Called Wanda. It's a great movie. Uh, Fixed an issue where the icon for red claw sable, sable skins uh, was the wrong color. That's an interesting one. And then uh, I'll just read these until you're uh, ready, Hateless. Uh, But you're, but you're keyed up. You're keyed up. You're keyed up.
1: Oh, sorry. sorry. I'll play a push stop one second.
0: Okay. Oh, right. I'm sure you stream, uh, hands-free.
1: Okay. Fixed an issue
0: where the current station selection of home, let me just actually look through these and see if there's anything that pops out or you guys tell me if there's anything. Mom, we are famous. I don't know what that means. Uh, fix an issue where some crates would attempt to open when remotely redeemed in your home station. Well, that's a really cool. Oh, cool. Thanks for that raid. Thanks you guys from Hateless's. uh, stream i heard you guys stole an orca we want to hear about it when hateless is
1: ready. yes we did uh let me just sign my johnson i'll be able to uh kind of explain this all
0: right did you, you you caught that on stream i assume yes all right as you talk about it, i'll see if i can't bring up your video let's see right, why don't you tell us what happened
1: okay so we were we're, we're hunting trick. Right. It's it's what I've been doing for a while and how this uh, fleet operates is we have a few we're, Logi, we're and then we go right, scan yeah. down for Rasnaborg and we spotted Rasnaborg in an ice belt. We warped into the ice belt okay. and we landed there. And basically what happened is there was the orca had aggro. I lock up the orca, start wrapping it. We saved the orca. <laughs> the pilot of the Orca had jettisoned out of the Orca and hopped into a, uh, a Tengu trying to save the Orca. If we hadn't shown up, this Orca would have been dead. Just straight <laughs> up dead. And we realized that there was nobody in the Orca after about three or four minutes. We were like, oh, wait, because we were fighting Rasnaborg for like 15 minutes on that grid. And what ended up happening was we had a pilot that was able to pilot the Orca and he just kind of hopped in the Orca and we stole the Orca and floated as our flagship for the entire day.
0: <laughs> so it was a ghost
1: Orca. Did you did you meet the guy, that the, the, the previous owner? Did you even meet him? Yes. He was on grid with us when we stole the Orca. He was very upset. <laughs> he started swearing at us in local and oh. it was just a ridiculous thing. Uh, the fact that we got it was pretty insane. So Basically, the it's mechanic like a that,
0: Grand Theft Orca,
1: yeah, It's just random high psych thing. Enough. I've never heard about well, I, I've heard about people stealing ships that are jettisoned, and normally hear about like something that was in a posse back in the day. Uh, but with modern mechanics, it's a really rare thing to have happen nowadays because you wouldn't mm-hmm. really jettison out of an orca. But he was trying to save it, and he judges he, he, he was in his Tangoo, and we ended up uh saving it was he
0: ghost riding an orca i i i I don't know how he got in that position let's see if i can find uh, where the orca is
1: i think what happened was he um like i said he he jettisoned all the ships out of his orca oh and then uh he decided to uh use his tengu to remote rep the orca which his tengu could have caught the aggro too because normally they change to what's doing Ewar. Uh, oh. And we What's had a lock, so nobody could board it.
0: Sorry, was this near but the beginning right. of your session or the end of your
1: session? Uh, hold on, I have a highlight for you.
0: Okay, cool. Thank you. am otherwise. I'm five hours. I'm looking around for. I'll grab it. So you were in Hm: I'm
1: flying six pilots. right There now. it is.
0: Six pilots.
1: Oh, that's a. Is that a? Okay. How do All I right. find clips that people made? Three, two, one. Unlocked.
0: Oh my God! We got it! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Locking it back up. Let's do that again. Three, two, one. Unlocked. Oh my God! We got it! <laughs> <laughs> Can I just linked this in. The Locking episode. it
0: back up. Yeah, I got it. I put it in there. Uh, we were just watching it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. It's it's pretty simple. So we cleared the grid of of Triglavian. And I had it locked, and we're unsure on what the mechanic is. Uh, the the uh, kind of debate or uh, mystery is, uh, if you have a ship locked, nobody can board it, if mm-hmm. it's locked. Uh, we think that possibly the owner of the ship can board it, but he wasn't boarding it, and he wasn't close enough to board it in his pod. So what happened is we... I unlocked it, I did a countdown, and the pilot that was going to board it, uh, I unlocked it, and I was the only one locking it, apparently, because he didn't have any of his friends lock it to protect it, and when I unlocked it, he boarded it, and you could see he was leaving with it, just like that.
0: Wild. Yeah, that's um, that's one of those rules. If you lock it, uh, you can't board it, Uh, and that's how they used to ghost ride on carriers. I don't know if you guys know what ghost riders were in EVE Online, but... The coolest thing in the world. I, I remember hearing about it and then uh, seeing it done. And it was essentially um, you would ride a car- you would jump a carrier into a system and then jump out on a hick, uh, or and you would lock up your carrier so nobody could jump into it, and that would allow you to tackle.
1: Um, oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, that was called ghost riding. But what you were tackling with a hick was usually a super carrier. They were. A lot rarer at the time. This was many years ago. And uh, so it was a way of basically jumping in and tackling uh, a carrier or, sorry, a super capital by ghost riding a carrier.
1: Yeah. All, all I'm going to say is that if he had reacted differently in local, he probably would have gotten it back.
0: If he just asked instead of screamed at you? Yeah. <laughs> he
1: didn't know who he was talking to. <laughs>
0: You're a nice guy. Yeah. But that is excellent gamesmanship uh again this game's about playing and outplaying others inside of uh the game and uh it happens like i'm not not opposed to that kind of thing makes for makes for highlight moments like uh looks like you're pretty happy about it
1: yeah it it, it made for all the memes today and we have some fun with it. all right hey let's tell me about
0: um guardians gala have you started doing it do you like it
1: I have. Um, I'm not a fan of it in its current state. Um, well, maybe they buffed it overnight. But um, it's a lot like, as far as difficulty goes, the incoming DPS is like the low-sec sites were in the winter event last, or for the winter event, they're like low-sec difficulty. The rewards in high-sec are pretty bad and they take a long time to run. So it's not like the winter event where you could run one in two or three minutes. They take a good 20 to 30 minutes of actually running. Um, And then there's, they're no different uh, from where you go. So if you're in uh, high sec, low sec, or wormhole space, the sites are the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you go into a wormhole, the loots are, the rewards are significantly better. Yeah. And they take a long time to do. So because they take such a long time to do, it just kind of makes it difficult to like actually make it profitable. And or to hide instead of a wormhole, while doing them, and they also tackle you on grid. There's a lot of tackle, and a lot of e-war on you. Uh, so, I think almost everything disrupts in the sites. So if you're in the site, you're stuck there. You're in a wormhole. You're stuck there. It really sucks. So it's yeah. kind of one of those things.
0: Also, it looks like the ninety percent loot drop only works in wormholes this
1: time. Correct. Uh, so there's a 90% loot drop in wormholes for PvP as well, which makes uh people that are doing or that live in wormholes, this is fantastic for them. They're making good money off of it and they're also having a lot of fun. Uh but for those of us in high second and empire and low second, low sec, we're not having as much fun with it. They just take too long to do. I I don't feel like they're in a like like the previous events. The last two events were a lot of fun to do, and this one I feel disappointed with.
0: Yeah. And you were a big fan of the Winter Nexus, right? The previous event.
1: That event was amazing, not only because it uh, made ISK, but because it was a flashpoint for content. Uh, being drawn out into the low sec made the possibility for PvP while crabbing a thing. And you can get in some good fights and have a lot of fun. Uh, whereas the same thing can can happen here in Wormholes uh, with this event uh, is definitely a thing. And, w- and we did have a lot of fun flying vagabonds, even though we lost both of them. Uh, they're fast enough, and they're fine. the The same Winter Nexus fits that worked in the Winter Nexus also work in this event. Uh, you just have to be careful on the battleships doing them in high sec because they they last a little bit longer, so you have to be a little bit careful around cap, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, is there any sign that they're going to make adjustments uh, during this gala?
1: Um, I do, I did get a report back today that one of my viewers was uh, reporting 20 or so millionists per site, whereas I was seeing two to 10, uh, mm. when I was running them yesterday. So I think that they buffed the income since I did it. So I do have to reevaluate and look at it again before I make a, like an actual, like, this is how I actually feel about it. Cause I, I, I don't like to make my, like, I'm disappointed right now, but I don't want to make my like actual judgment until I, I run a few more and check it out and then also go try wormholes again after they're not as exciting to run.
0: Right. Well, the skins look pretty good, though, that are prizes for this, I think.
1: They are. I would agree. Those Those skins are probably going to be worth a lot. As, uh, not as many people are running this event, which means those skins are going to be a little harder to come by, which means mm-hmm. that they'll probably be more valuable.
0: Right. So less people are running this event. Why do you think that
1: is? Is it the It's event less itself, lucrative or... to run. Okay. It, it doesn't make as much as People really like the events when they, make, when they can make IS doing it. Uh, if if you spend three and a half hours doing something and you only make like 150 million isk, you're oh. not going to want to do it again.
0: So Billy really reminds us he's a CSM member, but those skins are bind on acquisition, so they won't be sellable.
1: Oh, God. So, yeah, ne- never mind. If you want those skins, you got to run the event. That's a big oof.
0: Yeah. At least in my opinion. Gorgeous. Uh, so they, they may get me in there. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even a skin fan, but they're just the stuff that they're making looks like candy. Like I want to eat that uh, Macario or that Megatron. Yeah. Uh, all right, so it's not lucrative, but you said they might be uh, tweaking the actual rewards, so I just, they may be looking yeah, I could, for that balance.
1: I could see that happening. Uh, they, they have adjusted the drop tables for events and mid-event in the past. Mm-hmm. All and- right, yeah, like I said, doing the wormholes are are lucrative. They're definitely lucrative. I uh, can saying that a friend of his is 200, 800 million the uh, wormhole event sites, uh, but they're incredibly risky to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, plus 90% loot drop uh, makes it worth uh, interfering with you when you're doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So. Uh, a, a cheap Vagabond or Praxis can do the the wormhole sites pretty easily. They're not any more difficult than they are in high sac. They're about the same difficulty.
0: Yeah. Uh, sorry, What what's your favorite ship doing these things?
1: uh by far so far the vagabond uh the same vagabond that i had for the winter nexus site uh works really well uh the cool part about the Vegabond is that it's it's physically fast so you you put an afterburner on it and they go like 1200 meters a second that means that as you're doing the site you can align out to your exit hole uh in the wormhole and then if uh something happens or something spooks you you can warp off or go and then you end up a couple hundred kilometers off the uh the warp in so that they don't land right on your head, you you kind of have time to make a choice. Uh, But within the site, you can warp to wrecks. So if you make a wreck that's 150 kilometers away, they can then warp to you. Uh, So it's kind of like a a hit or miss, but it, it, it does give you at least some flexibility to decide whether or not you can engage. And then the speed also makes it harder to hold onto the ship which is nice it allows you to kind of pick and choose the content. And also the rats will aggress things that come in and fight with you. So there's that extra component to it that makes it quite fun. Like I, I, I legitimately had a lot of fun fight fighting three to one, four to one in the sites, uh, against people that came in and tried to fight with me.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. How can people watch you play? Uh, yeah, you can hop watch?
1: a Twitch, uh, hateless underscore gaming.
0: All right, and when do you you're on around this time or five hours?
1: Uh, weekdays from Eve, uh, I believe it is nineteen hundred to Eve. Like now, I just wrapped up the stream.
0: Okay, there it is. Hateless gaming. This is hateless. Everyone, uh, check him out. You get a chance. One last thing here. Let's go to. Oh, having I'm having. A, what do they call that? Uh, I forget what it's called, where you have not fractal but the uh, the movie anyway. Uh, looks like we'll wrap up with this. Uh, these are the kills that are happening now, and for the rest of the evening, there's a uh, a few more things on Pappy's menu, I guess. But it uh, looks like it's all goon swarm stuff, and it looks like it's being lost in delve specifically. So, a lot of delve structures are going down. You see a faction Fortizar here, uh, that is a Dracos. That thing is worth quite a bit now. Looks like 60 billion. So that might've been, uh, the price is going up on these Faction fortizars. The more that die, the more they go up. Uh, but also that might've been rigged out. Let's have a look real quick at that. Uh, I think that is the original rig. So that's probably, I don't know if that goes into the price, but uh, that is an original station there in one tech too. Uh And then you see here, some Asbels and Fortasar going down, and there's a lot more things that are gonna be destroyed as fleets are out right now uh shooting structures and the imperium probably has fleets out there as well either trying to flip um trying to fight back or or defend structures or do uh, offensives of their own so we'll see we'll see what happens there hey list thanks for coming by man i appreciate it
1: yeah i'm happy to be here i uh, just have a hard time catching you sometimes
0: i know On the same schedule Oh, Imperium has no fleet up in Delve, according to Vili there. Okay, any last questions? We're going to go and take you over to OpenComs as that show is starting up now. If not, um, put in your last questions here. If you have anything for Hateless, go ahead and ask. And uh, it's been an interesting week. I was supposed to take the week off, but it's hard hard to take a break when there's stuff happening. Uh, This was my birthday week, so I decided that I was going to just chill out and relax, at least in the middle of the week on Wednesday. Uh, so we did oh,
1: that. Happy, happy belated birthday, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh
0: Yeah, and what else? I don't know. We'll see you this weekend on Sunday show, and uh, we'll see what's going on there. Yeah, thanks for the birthday wishes, guys. Uh, appreciate it. Normally I don't say anything, but for some reason this year I was like, I think I'm going to tell people. Okay, uh, let's move over to open comms. Have a great night, guys. Have a good weekend and we will see you Sunday.